you want to create something that doesn't really exist or exists in a flawed way and you found a better way that you can make it. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. Today, we're welcoming to the show another amazing founder, uh, Dr. Korosh Madahi, the founder of Lumino Oral Essentials. Welcome to the show, Doctor. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, I love having founders on. And I would have to go back and look, but I think you might be the first doctor I've interviewed. So you get that title. Oh, wow. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so uh, I guess let's let's kind of just get get into it and start at the beginning. Obviously, I'm assuming uh, you in the beginning did you assume that you were going to start a an e-commerce business alongside your practice, or kind of how did this idea evolve? Yeah. So I have been involved in creating um, companies before. So uh, I created a digital marketing company. Um, I had created a sort of a background checks on doctors type of a company. So creating companies I have done before, but I had never thought of creating anything on the e-commerce world or creating something that would be a consumer package goods, a CPG company. Never thought that would be in the personal care type of a products for consumers. And how the whole uh, concept came about is that I've been um, I've been a practicing dentist in Beverly Hills, California, for 33 years, and um, I kept having problems and issues with the treatments that I was providing to my patients in terms of the products that were out there. So one of the main issues was the chronic inflammation, so bleeding gums, and there were many patients that we couldn't really handle the bleeding gum aspect of it, or they had dry mouth. And we couldn't really handle it. And I started to look into the different products that are out there. And I used the ones that are FDA approved to the major brands, to natural products. And no matter what I was using, there seemed to be something missing, something not working. And I really got into the whole concept of looking at the products and their ingredients. And all I was trying to do was help my own patients. I wasn't thinking about packaging anything for anybody else. So I started um, my journey and started to look into the ingredients and I started to talk to different researchers. And then there was one particular colleague, his name was Dr. Nozari, who happened to be the former chairman of the Advanced Perio, which is the gum surgery department at USC University, Southern California. And um, I asked him about what do you give your patients? And he was talking about uh, sea salt with water. And I was quite uh, amazed by it. I said, sea salt with water, you're a famous gum surgeon in Beverly Hills and you give sea salt with water to your patients. Well, what's the science behind it? I've always known about sea salt and all that, but what was the science? And he started to tell me about the 10-year study he did and how he was able to treat homeless kids in Manila that were suffering from gum disease 
by having them rub sea salt on their gum twice a day. And he followed them for 10 years and the disease had stopped, yet the bacteria was still there. So I started to look into sea salt. And then as I researched the different salts, I found that dead sea salt has the highest level, level of minerals, which is 86% mineral. And that became the signature ingredient. And then I researched some more and organic aloe vera and um, uh, some uh, organic mints, such as uh, wintergreen mint and peppermint and these type of things. And I came up with one formulation that I mixed in my own um, conference room. And I started to give my patients that mouthwash. And um, what, what, I, what was so amazing is that after a week of using it and coming back, the gum color, the bleeding, all of that had changed. And I said, well, this is interesting. Um, so I bottled some, I gave it to um, some of my friends, and they started using it on their patients, and they had similar results. And that was the initial journey. So somebody suggested, wow, this is so good. Why don't you uh, create this mouthwash and sell it? And I had no idea how you would do that. So my first um, idea was maybe I, I'm just going to test it. I'm going to bottle it and uh, maybe put it on Amazon. That was my first thought process. Let's test it on a, on a platform that already people go there. So getting the, or finding a, um, a sort of a manufacturing that does low volume mouthwash and then finding a company that also formulates it for mass production because I didn't want any preservatives in it. I didn't want any artificial color. And I wanted to basically have a type of a product that was both safe, which means that certified non-toxic and also effective. And uh, what I had found was that the major brands have a lot of clinical research behind it, and the natural brands have no clinical research. So I started to do some research and um, joined up with the university, University of California at Irvine and their research department, and we started to do double-blinded studies with, with that uh, mouthwash. And we found, as we went head-to-head with the FDA-approved mouthwash, we had similar sort of results of plaque reduction, bleeding went down and all of these different things. And I said, well, this is great. So it starts with that one mouthwash. We put it on Amazon. And after a while, we see that more and more people are using it and a number of people are leaving amazing um, reviews. And that was the initial foray into the e-commerce world and selling uh, products. That's that's an amazing story there. Uh, it, it rings true that oftentimes people stumble into building out their own brands through just realizing they have a problem in either their work or their personal life. And there isn't a product out there that solves that problem for them. And they kind of just do it themselves. And, and, uh, and you know, through kind of organic word of mouth, it, it grows into something more than possibly the original idea ever was. And I also want to uh, applaud you for testing the product on Amazon. Uh, I tell a lot of people that they should do that um, to see if they have product market fit. Uh, so you did the right thing just from the get-go. Want to get each new episode of Honest E-Commerce sent straight to your phone? Join our VIP texting list for updates on new episodes and exclusive deals from our partners. Text Honest VIP. That's H O N E S T V I P to 72599 to join. 
By the way, we're powering our text messages with PostScript, the number one text message marketing app for Shopify stores. Check out the show notes for a link to install PostScript for free today. A question for you, I would say, would be how long were you kind of testing the waters on Amazon with this single product before you kind of decided, you know what, we should go all in, we should probably build our own uh, standalone website and and kind of push this forward and see what we can do. Yeah. So so with the single mouthwash, I was testing it for a year. And um, while I was testing it for a year, I started to look in other applications. So if you divide the entire population um, into categories of uh, oral care products, you could divide them all into four categories. Either people want healthy gums, healthy teeth, Either they want white, whiter teeth, or they want less sensitive teeth, or they want to relieve the symptoms of dry mouth. These are the four different categories. So what I did next was, I, I'm a cosmetic dentist, so I'm very much into keeping teeth white. And what I saw also as an opportunity is that since the sort of the explosion of Starbucks, um, the amount of staining on people's teeth had increased tremendously. So people are drinking more coffee, they're drinking more tea and green tea and green juice, and there were some of these red juice and juicing and all of these things, and blueberries and blackberries and red wine. And there were more and more patients that were coming to my office with teeth that were stained, or after whitening, the teeth would get stained very rapidly because of all of their normal habits. So I started to create also other products for whitening. And instead of using peroxide, which causes sensitivity to the teeth and gum, I used um, coconut oil, sage oil, lemon peel oil. And for sensitivity, we increased the amount of dead sea salt minerals in our mouthwash. And then for dry mouth, I used, um, besides my other ingredients, also coconut oil, grape seed oil, and cayenne pepper oil. So what I did was after the first year, I introduced my second product with a toothpaste, which was the whitening one. So again, we are testing now another concept. And then the whitening concept, that started to catch on much more rapidly than the first one. So we were doing quite well with our first mouthwash, but the whitening concept, whitening without the sensitivity, seemed to be something people were looking for. So during my second year, I came up with the whitening and the sensitivity. And then in the third year of Amazon, I came out with the dry mouth. One major problem that we ran into with Amazon was that we were also trying to get into some of the retailers. And I hired uh, somebody who um, started to contact brokers and getting into some retailers and distributors. And what we found is that Many people and many of these retailers also had an e-commerce site and they would buy my product and then compete with me on my, on my Amazon page. And it got to the point that there were maybe 14 other sellers on my Amazon page and then they were not really sticking with the whole concept of the map, which is minimum advertised pricing that uh, it would go underneath my selling price. And that created problems in terms of Amazon for me. So in the third year, we started to, even though I had a website, it was a Shopify website, we weren't selling really much and we were really advertising it on all of it 
was basically Amazon and some independent stores in the retail market. But we started to develop our website. So four years into it, we really went after the website and the development of the website and advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Google, those type of things to build the website. And um, from where we started in terms of um, selling maybe uh, $2,000, $3,000 a month on our website, after three, four months with more advertising, we went to $30,000 a month. And then slowly, slowly to 100000 a month. And currently, we do about $2 million a month on our, on our just website alone. You just taught a masterclass on how to scale a business the right way. I, I really want to applaud you. This is going to be a fantastic episode. And I can't wait for people to, to take a listen to it. So I kind of want to break down a few key things that you did over that journey. So the first thing you did is you launched a product, you got some feedback, you did some more research, and then you launched another product under the same brand. So now you can cross sell to people. Uh, it's easier to acquire. It's it's easier to sell someone another product after you've already won them as a customer instead of you know trying to go out and and find more clients. So you're raising your lifetime value right off the rip, uh, and you rinse and repeated that a few times. You you. Now you have uh, four products, I do believe, is is what you kind of landed on there at the end, and then yeah, well, actually, it, it became um, sort of ten products because each one of the mouthwashes also came with a toothpaste, and then there was a toothbrush, and then there was whitening strips. Yeah, so it became ten products at the end. Absolutely, and that allows you to kind of. Uh, Cater to the needs of your customers and let them kind of get exactly what they want. Um, yeah. So in year four, when you kind of decided to go all in on kind of your own website, your own Shopify store, um, you know, other than people competing with you on prices, was there anything else uh, that you know you were running into with Amazon where it was like, all right, we need to really own this customer relationship if we're going to grow this business? Yeah. So believe it or not, uh, owning that customer relationship is a key part of it. So if I were to break down in terms of um, our own website, um, I would say 20%, 15 to 20% of our income comes from email marketing to our existing um, customer base. So Imagine just making 20%, 15 to 20%. And when you're getting into millions of dollars, 20% is $200,000, $400,000 of your income is just from email marketing. And I couldn't do that on Amazon. Um, uh, So there's also the aspect of if you go and you create your own website, you also have, you need customer service. So we also outsourced our customer service um, so that people would answer their customer, uh, all of the customers or whatever emails that were coming in. We started in-house and then we outsourced it. But the key part of it was, again, in the feedbacks that we were getting from our customers, we were constantly improving our product, improving the user experience. So it, it's a very methodical way of going step by step forward and building it. But having that customer relationship is unbelievable. And also the statistics that you get on the back end that you know 
what what is the age group? What who are these people? Where are they located? There's just so much more information I was getting from my own website that I couldn't really get out of um, Amazon. But one thing that Amazon provided to me that gave me the fuel to actually expand it was that I saw that we had a forty percent recurring customer um, that were purchasing our products. So that 40%, and we also saw that on Amazon, we were doing Prime. The other thing that I found out through Amazon was that the return, people not liking the product, the return rate was less than 1%. So once I found out that I have a less than 1% return over a period of time of three years with multiple products, once I found out I have a 40% recurring customer, I said, oh, okay. So that means that if I have my own store and I get the hold of these people, I, I'm going to have a loyal customers that I can test multiple other things with, either products or types of advertisements or types of emails, types of messaging, which will then give me the fuel as to how I could expand my uh, retail business. So today, we are in 4,500 stores. Um, 2,500 uh, of them are um, Walgreens. And some of the reasons why we got into these retail stores was because of our success, both on Amazon, but more importantly, on our website. That's amazing. This episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio knows modern e-commerce is moving fast. Between email, mobile, and web, it can be hard to keep up with consumers and personalize their experience with your brand. Think of Clavio as a central command center for all your digital marketing needs. With email marketing, dynamic website content, social retargeting, SMS automation, and more, you'll take back control of the customer experience and own your business growth. That's why it's trusted by over 30,000 brands like Casemate, Kapari, and Brooke Lennon. Ready to find out how Clavio can help your business grow? Visit Clavio.com to schedule a demo. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. I just want to kind of break down the pros and cons of Amazon quickly for the listeners that are thinking about kind of launching a product there and testing it. Um, I hear people say, if you're going to try Amazon, maybe try it under a different brand name than what you're going to run on your own website, just so you're not competing with yourself. Uh, if you really want to get that product market fit figured out. But essentially, when you test things on Amazon, Amazon owns the customer. You are just selling through their marketplace. You That's not your customer. It's Amazon's customer. They're just selling your good for you. So you don't get any of that analytic information other than kind of the few keynotes that was shared just now but uh, you know what you can do on a website that you own like shop like a Shopify store is you can create a superior customer service interaction you know that's what you do have to do you have to outclass Amazon with your customer service you can create your user experience to be so polished and dialed in for your target customer where Amazon's all cookie cutter it's the same thing and obviously you get access to all of those analytics and you own that customer relationship so you can build out amazing uh, retargeting journeys through email or, or Facebook or what have you. Um, so yeah, I, I can't agree more. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share about uh, kind of making the jump over to having your own Shopify store or just you know owning your own uh, independent business, not being relying on a, a big marketplace like that? Right. So the, what you were talking about in terms of pros and cons... Um, so now I've been into this business now. This is almost going to be my sixth year this October. And um, I'm going to tell you in terms of profitability on Amazon, we have a 
better profit margin because we're not really paying for customer acquisition on Amazon. And our shipping rates is much lower through the Amazon um, as well. What we did to really increase our Amazon business also was, you know how you just mentioned with regards to selling something that's on your website, but not on the Amazon. What we did was we sold things that are on Amazon and on our website, but not on retail. So retailers and and, and, and uh, uh, people that were buying through distributors could not sell certain configurations. So I want to tell you, like we created a whitening kit that has a mouthwash, toothpaste, whitening strip, and a toothbrush. That's both on our website and on Amazon, but no, you cannot buy it anywhere else. And we created a whitening strip pack that has um, uh, higher numbers of whitening strips that is only on Amazon and our, on, our, um, on our website, but nowhere else. And what we found is that how we could stimulate the growth on both platforms. There are people that trust the Amazon platform more than anything else, more than your own website. So those people, they would get our advertisement, they would go to our website, and then they would buy on Amazon. We didn't want to lose those types of customers because they had loyalty to Amazon and they trusted Amazon more. But also, we had some an influencer program um, that would give a certain discounts to people that would go on our website and would buy it on our website. So we, we could do more of um, sort of promotional actions on our website. And then we stimulate the growth on the website. And then we will lose certain people that would go and buy it on Amazon. So when we actually changed this format, that we, we were getting the customer either on Amazon or on our website, all of a sudden, our sales grew much more rapidly as well. So... There are ways that you can have an Amazon type of a, a platform and you can also have a website platform. And both are growing through very creative types of marketing because there is a customer preference for Amazon and the Prime as well. So we got to keep in mind that you use some of the customer experience, the interaction, some of the data that you might need. But at the same time, there are some people that just trust that platform better. And it's a more profitable platform when you're building a business. So how do you and how can you slowly transition but keeping in mind wherever the customer wants to buy, you want to sell them that product? Yeah, that is key. It's just sell people what they want. And that that goes across any industry, any type of business really. is You got to learn how to sell people what they want. I like that idea though. That's a very interesting take on having certain products only exist on Amazon uh, and on your website and not having wholesalers have access to it or retailers. Uh, that's a very interesting uh, you know, strategy. And I, I hope that people that are kind of dabbling in both markets, uh, marketplaces and on, on their own personal store uh, kind of take that to heart and, and kind of build a creative way to implement that, that as well. Let's be honest today, all of your customers are going to have questions. And what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous. And Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard so you can solve their problem as quickly as possible. 
If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link slash honest. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot L-I-N-K slash H-O-N-E-S-T to get your second month free. I want to go back to when you were talking about once you kind of made the investment into your own store and you kind of were you know at around two thousand a month and you grew up to thirty thousand a month uh, and then so on and as you're scaling the sales on your Shopify store, uh, you, you mentioned that you guys were getting into paid media and I kind of just want to unveil like what it takes to grow with paid media. Do you remember what you guys were spending back then to help grow the brand? Do you uh, know how long it took to kind of get attraction with getting started with paid advertising? Yeah. So we started uh, truly going at the paid advertisement, um, in particular with the Facebook ads, um, uh, at around $500 a day. And we started at $50 a day, then $100 a day. But our real numbers when we started to really started to see traction was at $500 a day. But everything that we do, we do testing. We do testing on each ad. We do testing for three to seven days. We turn it off. We put some money behind it, but not not very much. And and whatever we found that has traction, then we scale it. And uh, so there is quite a bit of money that needs to be invested into the paid advertisement and uh, also the Amazon PPC for its organic ranking. So we would spend very little on, in terms of the Amazon PPC, but still a thousand, two thousand dollars a month, three thousand dollars a month sometimes. But in the world of Facebook, we started at around fifty dollars a day, slowly scaled it to a hundred dollars a day, then to five hundred dollars a day, and we do thousands of dollars a day per, per day now. Um, and and it is all looking at ROAS, looking at the uh, the uh, amount of uh, traction on each of our advertisement, top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, the bottom of the funnel. Uh, you really have to be very savvy because otherwise you're going to lose a lot of money in this. So if I were to break down the, the thought process, you cannot go into a con- consumer packaged good because you want to make money. You you have to go into it because you're trying to solve a so there is a solving a problem. There's a this is a solution to a problem that people can think with, can understand. You want to create something that doesn't really exist or exists in a flawed way, and you found a better way that you can make it. So the product has to be good. Once you even have the most perfect product, that's ten percent of the way. The other ninety percent is the promotion, marketing, advertising, partnerships, and things like that. And how do you do that? How do you come up with the correct packaging? How do you come up with the correct name? How do you do correct testing? So again, once you have a product that works, testing that product and talking to people and finding the key phrases as to how they describe your product becomes the testing of a message that you start to uh, test at the very low levels. And then as you see more and more traction on a more profitable platform such as Amazon, and you want to scale it higher and higher, you go to Shopify, and then you get also influencers, social media marketing, that type of a thing. People talking about your product, people posting about your product, uh, people commenting about your product. You start to build a very amazing review system. So reviews on Amazon, you know, you got to monitor it constantly, 
figure out what it is that people don't like about it. You got you want to be the four the four star plus on Amazon that creates a lot of things. You want to spend a little more money on the PPC to bring your organic ranking up, and then you want to have good customer service and sending the products on time and not running out of supplies and everything. And then once you have all of these things, you slowly, slowly increase the paid advertisement. Everything is with tests and monitoring. And so many times, things that worked for a month didn't work after two months. You go back to the drawing board. You reanalyze. You get more creative in terms of your advertising. You're constantly making sure that the advertising that you do doesn't create creative fatigue. That means that people have seen it too many times. So you have a variety of things that are being done. But a lot of these things we did in-house. We did it very cheaply, and but we had very creative people that knew how to do some of these things. So it, it becomes a real company. It becomes a real organization. But it all start, started with the thought of creating a product that wasn't really out there. I just want to point out one thing that you didn't mention in that amazing, you know, just synopsis of how to grow a direct to consumer packaged good brand is you didn't mention it being quick and you didn't mention it being easy. Yeah, there is nothing quick and easy about this. If anybody thinks, that they're going to become rich fast with these systems or they look at these courses and think that they're going to build an Amazon business and they be, they're going to have a lot of money, uh, they're in for a big surprise. So even if you're doing well, that comp- competition can come in or other things can come in. I own my own brand, so n- nobody can really compete on my own product. But if you can imagine, if you are getting a, a product just on Amazon that there's other similar products to it on Amazon, how much more difficult that's going to be. And if you do really well, other competitors are going to come because the back-end numbers of how well your business is doing, you can get through different software programs. So there's going to be competition. You can never rest. <laughs> Direct-to-consumer business is a costly business because of customer acquisition is expensive. Keeping the customers is, is not easy. And also the advertisement is expensive. So, But if you build a model and you build it because people are subscribing to your products and over time, there's nothing like it because automatically people are coming in and buying it. And during the COVID and pandemic, one of the things that we saw is that our sales even increased 30%, both on Amazon and our website, because people were ordering more online. And even as the more retail stores have opened up, we still have amazing sales online as well. So it's a great type of a business in terms of the direct-to-consumer, but it, there's nothing easy and there's nothing quick about it. I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. This is this has been amazing. It's just so action packed. Is there anything I forgot to ask you about that you want to share before we go? No, no I think we've talked about everything. I, I again say that you got to be patient. You got to be persistent. You want to you want to have your eye on the goal and keep testing things and don't jump into the water too fast. But continue to test uh, until you get traction. And once you get traction, put money and investment behind the advertisement. And if people are curious about the brand, where should they head? Yeah. So uh, they can go on oralessentials.com. So one of the things I did with my products, we have now 51 clinical studies 
So it's a serious product in terms of all of the research that's gone into it. We're the only certified non-toxic oral care product in the world. And we're the only one that has uh, uh, been able to whiten teeth without the hydrogen peroxide in clinical testings. And uh, all of the studies are also on oralcentrals.com slash studies. And um, that's where you can go. You can see the different products. We're always in the also in the habit of updating our uh, our website. We're going to be coming up with our new website in about a month or two. We're investing heavily in terms of uh, some video uh, properties to explain to people uh, why you shouldn't kill your microbiome with antiseptic mouthwashes. And um, so there's a lot of things, a lot of information that's on that website, and there will be even more in the, on the website as well. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show, doctor. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.